Hello and welcome back to the United Leading Edge podcast series, COVID-19 Coverage. I'm Captain James Belton. Today, we will be discussing the ALPA aeromedical assessments and recommendations, as well as some new information on COLAs. Most of this information was taken from resources on the ALPA coronavirus resource page. The information we learn about this virus is increasing. When reading articles and doing your own personal research, please be sure to check the date and credibility of the source. Travel bans and self-isolation restrictions, like the ones recently issued for the general public, are important in fighting the virus and keeping your families and communities safe. As essential employees, we are exempt from the travel and isolation restrictions. Simply because we are considered essential doesn't mean we are immune to contracting the disease and bringing it home to our family and friends. In fact, according to the CDC and OSHA, airline employees are at an increased risk of contracting the virus. In pilot speak, think of the essential employee exemption as a deferral sticker. Just because an MEL says we can fly an aircraft without a TCAS doesn't mean it's safe to fly into John Wayne on a beautiful Saturday afternoon without TCAS. In summary, the CDC recommendation based on the current information is that people at medium risk of exposure without symptoms should practice social distancing. They should also practice self-monitoring at home for 14 days from the last potential exposure. Per the CDC, self-monitoring means people should monitor themselves for fever by taking their temperatures twice a day and remain alert for cough or difficulty breathing. If they feel feverish or develop measured fever, cough, or difficulty breathing during the self-monitoring period, they should self-isolate limit contact with others, and seek advice by telephone from a health care provider or a local health department to determine whether medical evaluation is needed. For most of us, the 14 days should start at the end of our last flight. The 14-day period is recommended because symptoms usually appear 2 to 14 days after contracting the virus. It is possible to contract the virus and have little or no symptoms. Once a person develops symptoms, the recommendations change. Again, these recommendations are for medium-risk people with no symptoms. Whether or not we should practice social distancing within our households should be up to each pilot depending on their social interactions and home life. There are no clear guidelines from the CDC regarding this. Some things to consider when making this decision be based on the members of the household's care for the elderly or anyone with a compromised immune system. Social distancing at home on our days off can be very difficult and will vary from house to house depending on every family's situation. Some ideas might include staying in a guest room that has its own bathroom and not sharing dishes or towels. Consider minimizing time in shared spaces such as kitchens, bathrooms, sitting areas, etc. These are just ideas and aren't applicable in every home situation. As has been said quite often and is truly a key in preventing transmission of the virus, practice good hygiene when it comes to hand washing, coughing, and sneezing, as well as being aware of not touching your eyes, nose, or mouth. The CDC says that as long as airline employees are without symptoms, we can work regardless of the travel bans and isolation requirements due to our tag of being essential. 
What this practically means is that at home on our days off, we should practice the above guidelines to protect our families and communities, but continue to work our regular schedules. This unfortunately means that most of us are in a continual state of taking precautions at home. The company has informed us that the FAA has extended the current exemption and is allowing pilots with expired medicals to operate internationally. Pilot records are being updated so pilots will not show NQ for medicals until June 30th, based on the FAA guidance. A pilot bulletin with further details is expected shortly. New COLA offerings. In addition to the previously announced enhanced SRLs, the company has released information on enhanced COLAs. More information can be found on Flying Together. Long-term E. Cola. Pilots may select a duration between 7 and 12 months. Vacation will accrue for the first 90 days of the long-term E. Cola. Active rates for medical, dental, and vision benefits will apply, and the pilot will be directly billed for his or her contribution. Short-term E. Cola. Pilots may select a duration between 2 and 6 months. Active rates for medical, dental, and vision benefits will apply, and the pilot will be directly billed for his or her contribution. However, vacation accrual will not occur. The typical one-month and partial-month COLA also remain an option. Bidding is currently open for ESRL, E-COLA, May-COLA, May Monthly Vacation, and May Empty Lines. For details, reference previously issued CCS messages on each of these offers or go to Flying Together, My Work, Crew Resources. All requests are due by Saturday, April 4th, 0700 Central Time. Awards will be published as they are completed beginning on April 4th. The recent Letter of Agreement 20-01, Voluntary Enhanced Leaves and Line Options, has generated hundreds of PDR questions. Unfortunately, ALPA is not in a position to answer a lot of these questions, which are more appropriately directed at the company. Many of the PDRs we've received involve complicated hypothetical interactions between various contractual provisions. For example, one PDR asked, if I take a multi-month ESRL and need to take military leave while on the ESRL, can I be required to attend landings class? And what happens if my currency lapses? Another one asked, if I take a multi-month ESRL and need to call in sick for my base month CQ, will I be assigned another CQ in my grace month or will I be assigned after I return from the ESRL? As you can imagine, these types of scenarios were not discussed during negotiations, so there is no bargaining history or intent that we can apply to the questions. In the interest of helping pilots receive timely, accurate responses in which they can rely, if a pilot submits a PDR that cannot be readily answered by an ALPA volunteer who receives it, the volunteer has been instructed to reply to the PDR that the pilot should seek the clarification from the company directly. This way, if the company later administers the provision differently than they had indicated, the pilot can simply present the email as documentation and the company is likely to stand behind their original response. Be sure to save all emails and take notes. As a reminder, 
please use the System Schedule Voluntary Options PDR box for your questions to ALPA. We certainly hope that this podcast has been informative. We here at the MEC Comm team are committed to keeping our pilots well informed. Without the resources of our office in Rosemont, we are doing our level best to bring the message of the MEC and its leaders to you. As always, we implore you to get involved and stay informed. From the entire MEC, fly safe and stay healthy. I'm Captain James Belton.